Hi, this is Casey Treat. I'm pastor at Christian Faith, and we are excited to have you with us on our podcast. Thanks for joining in. I'm praying that you're gonna hear a word that will inspire you, empower you to connect with Jesus and become more like Him. That's what we live for. That's what's happening on today's podcast. Hey, it's real. What we're doing, it's real, amen? It is real happening when things happen to you. And I'm like, God's word is so good. And I'm so glad that you are here. I'm so glad that those are online, across the globe are online. I just want to encourage us that we are in a time of miracles. We are in a time of walking by faith and seeing things happen in our life. And I want to just inspire you with that God thought, with that absolute truth, that as we prayed this morning, I felt as we were praying, I I just want to really encourage you in the reality that a miracle happened in your life. Like literally, I believe seriously that what happens when we pray Something is so supernatural, it is, it is, it is beyond really our, our understanding in that it is a spiritual thing that is happening. So, so as Caleb was saying, as, we, as, we, as you were coming up for prayer and as he was speaking, he said, there are things that have happened in our life. There are things that have, have damaged us. There are things that are, have, uh, that are just unforgivable. There are things that are, they're not forgettable. Like some people say, oh, you pray and you know, you'll forget them. I'm like, I don't know. I haven't forgot stuff. I remember it. But, but the thing about the things that have happened in my life is that when I have prayed and believed for things to, you know, God's word to touch it, it's not that I forgot it. It's that it, do, it did not have the impact. It did not have the, the death. It did not have the destruction that had, been, that had been planted in my soul and had been leading me along a pathway. And when we pray, I really do believe I see this thing happening. You know, like how, how many of you have seen this, like there's a, there's a drop of a color or something, and then you take a drop and then you drop it onto it, and all the thing that was of color, it just, d- d- it just gone. It goes to clear. It goes to white. And I thought, you know, there's many times that in my life I have really, I've gone to the Lord and, and, and gone up for prayer like we operated in this morning and I just say okay Holy Spirit I do not have the ability to overcome this. Earth life does not have the ability to overcome this. Counseling does not have the ability to overcome that. Nice words from my husband, from my wife, from people around me don't have the ability to overcome this. It is not an overcomable thing just with humanity touching it, but it is overcomable when the Holy Spirit drops the oil of healing onto that place. When the Holy Spirit touches you, it's the light of God's way. It's the supernatural that touches that natural thing that happened. and It just touches it where it no longer lives in that area of pain and directing your footsteps. Do you see what I, because pain directs our footsteps. We make certain choices in life based on the pain, the challenges that have happened in our life. But God says, I I didn't want you to walk that pathway. I want you to get into my pathway. I want you to walk in that place of healing and forgiveness. And he brings our pathway back to this place of light, his goodness, his forgiveness, his more than enough. And I'm saying, and I'm speaking, and I saw people as you came forward, and you that did not, but you you were reaching for the power of God to touch you. I seriously see your power pathway that you walked in walking this way and the Holy Spirit said boop 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 and you moved into a new pathway and the Holy Spirit has brought life 
to that area. He has brought forgiveness and wholeness to that area. And where the devil wanted you to continue down the pathway of destruction, God, and, and even as saved people, we live in that pathway often. We, we hold on to those things that we are dealing with. And the Holy Spirit brought you into this place where instead of obeying the kill, still and destroy mandate of the devil... He has a mandate that he has put on humanity. I want to kill, still, and destroy dreams, visions, love, kindness, generosity, mission of life. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy from you from the moment that you are brought into the earth. He tries before, you know, every one of us, every one of us, he tried to destroy us before we even got onto earth. He tried to take us out before, okay? And yet we made it to earth right? And then his whole mandate is to take you out. But the Spirit of God, and he brings in all kinds of things that bring in destruction into your life. But the Holy Spirit says, oh, let me bring in my healing power. Bam! Bam! <laughs> and now you're free. Amen? Praise the Lord. Now, you all remember, like, you have to have a new mindset. You have to, like, oh, no, I will not put my mind to that place anymore. I take my thoughts from that place of destruction and bring it into the thoughts of God. So we walk in that place of healing and wholeness and goodness, yeah? I just, I am, I, I just, I am so grateful to be a Christian. I'm so grateful for what God has given to you. We have this possibility that when people do not know God, they, they walk. They, so many people that do not know God, they would like healing. They would like to be, have freedom from things that have happened in their past. But you and I that know the love of God and the miracle power of God, it supersedes our earth understanding. And it's just God touches areas and things that were impossible, God made possible. All things are possible to them that believe, yeah? Amen? Ah, I am so, I am so glad. Well, I'm loving, loving, loving the Identity Series that we have been on. How many of you have just been loving the Identity Series? Woo! Okay, now, if you have not heard some of it, do make sure that you get the, um, get, download your free app. It's all free. That's the cool thing about what, you know, this is like, wow. You know, we used to have to go and stand in line at the end of the service and get a tape. Hello? And literally, we would sell hundreds of tapes in a week, hundreds. And you'd have to pay for them, everybody. Even then, they were five bucks a tape. So think about it. You're not spending five bucks every week to get that tape that you want to re-listen to. You just have to get that free download and get it on your app and then listen. That's, that's the big deal. And then listen to what I love listening. I was listening to the Identity Series the other day, and I thought, man, oh, man, it was just hitting out of the park. And really some great training and teaching and helping us understand. How many of you remember this part? Now, this isn't white paper. I have my yellow paper. But how many of you remember this? Do you remember this, this teaching? How many of you are remembering this? If you don't remember this, go listen to the tape again. Oh, I mean the download. That's free. <laughs> I'm going to talk about a little bit more about that in getting it. But I have this first part that the Spirit of the Lord showed. He, he said, oh, I want you to do this first, and then I'm going to do this other part first. So, like, I have a lot of fun, and I just have a lot of fun being with y'all. But there's this particular thing that I wanted to kind of share, and I, I brought my favorite. No, this is not my favorite set of toys that the kids play with, but it is. This is from my house because I'm a grandmother. How many of you have these kind of things in your house too? But you're probably, you might be a parent, but some of you that are grandparents, you have all kinds of things in the house. And it was fun because as I was uh, just thinking about church, you know, and, I was, and all of a sudden this, this little bag of 
this little bag of toys came to my mind, and I thought I wanted to use it as a thought, as we are in this process of really understanding identity in God, right? So I kind of wanted to go, okay, don't you love that? This is what kids that see, they have to have sound too. I'm like a kid. Okay. So when, uh, and you can see over here, right? Because you can see on the big screen right here. So, so when, when, when we live our life, okay, we live our life, there are things that are taught to us in our life, you know, from our culture, from the, the things that we read, from our school teachers, okay, so, we're, so in our life, we keep getting information, okay, we get a lot of information, so, you know, it starts off, you know, depending on what, where you're taught, but, you know, it's kind of like, oh, this is good, this is bad, and we start building, we get, the, we get training from our teacher, and then we get, then, then we get a little bit, oh, and then we go to school, and then we get all kinds of teaching from all different kinds of belief through the educational system and good, bad, and ugly. It's all because so that adds to our life. And then, oh my gosh, then we start, then we start, you know, maybe you go to university and then you go, whoop, well, you get that kind of information. You know, you should live this, you should do this. And then we're going to our jobs and we start having conversations and things like that. And so we start listening to people at our jobs. And then, oh my gosh, then we have to, let me see, I'm going to go with what color. I don't know, what color do I not have? Green. No, I have green. I guess I have all the colors. Okay, so then, so then I meant we turn on the news, of course, after we've been watching the books and we read, <clears throat> we've been reading, watching all the different. Then we turn on the news, and then the news tells us, you know, that you've got to walk down this pathway. And so you're like, okay, well, I guess I've got to do that in my life. Right, right. <clears throat> Many of us don't realize that our whole life is built on a very thin. A very thin um, strength. It's built on a lot of thoughts, a lot of feelings, a lot of emotions. It's based on what I think, what I saw, what I think you should do. And so, so many of our, our belief systems and what we are founded on is, well, I, I think I should uh, uh, parent like this, so you're, 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 you're parented in a certain way. But, you're, you know, there wasn't bad people. You know, it's not, I'm not talking about all these bad people. They just, they just thought something. Well, I, I feel that you should really go to that. Well, I, I feel like I should teach this. And, but it's, it's just a bunch of, well, I, 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 I understand this, and well, you know, you're kind of okay to do this, but it's based on feelings, emotions, not founded on the why. And this is the thing that gets me about so many things about when you listen and watch, you're like, well, why do you believe that way? Where do you get that belief? Where's your foundation? Well, when you and I understand that the word of God is our foundation, that firmly, that I've, the word teaches us to hide the word in your heart. You read the whole book of Psalm 119, and it's constant on. But from honor the statues of the Lord. Hide the words in your heart. The law will bring you to a place of protection. I mean, it's constant about have the word of God. It teaches us to study. The, 2 Timothy 2.15 says, study the word of God, that you will know the word of God, and that you will rightly divide the word of truth. So there is foundation to find. But it isn't that everybody has foundation. Because many foundations are built on, I feel, I, I want, I've got an emotion for this. But history has proven that feelings and emotions are up and down all the time. Good, bad, and ugly. 
You know, if there was only, I mean, it's just like all you have to do is take a picture of your own, the culture, the situations. It's kind of like, well, I think you should. Okay, what's it based on? Well, I just feel that way. What's it based on? Where's the rock? If I'm going to build a house, hey, listen to this. If I'm going to build a house, I don't feel, oh, I think I just, my emotion says build it on sand. Who in this, who in this room is dumb enough <laughs> to want to build your house on sand? Everybody, just even, even those that do not know how to build, know you don't build your house on sand. If you build your house on sand, like that beautiful sand that you go to the beach at that you want to bring your belly to and have a really good day at, you do not put, put your cement blocks in the middle of that stand and then build your front room and your bedrooms and your kitchen and think that it's going to stand. Yet we in humanity keep building all of our principles and belief systems on the sand principle. But God says, hide the word of God in my heart. Study that you might show yourself approved unto God. Don't forsake the assembling of myself together. You know, the Bible is very clear. It's very clear. Don't forsake the assembling of the saints. That you inspire each other. You know, you all have a job when you come to church. Not one of you don't have a job. You're supposed to inspire one another. Who have you inspired today? Just by being here, you inspire one another. Just by being in the company of the saints, that you encourage one another. People say, oh, yeah, well, church has got a bunch of hypocrites. So does your job. <laughs> you still go to your job, don't you? <laughs> you know, I'm like... <laughs> I'm always like when people say that, I'm like, oh, whatever. Hello, I'm looking at one telling me that line, you hypocrite. I mean, I get, I'm like, of course you have people that are not perfect. You know, I go to the mall. I see them all over the place. You know, I go to the grocery store. They're all over the place. I, I, I drive down the road. They're all over the place. I mean, what is a hypocrite? I mean, what is that? When people use that terminology, I said, you're just using that to disobey building the foundation. You see what I'm saying? Because God said, don't do that. So that means I don't do it. I have been so mad at you in my life. I have hated you in my life, and I still came. You know what I mean? I mean, I was devastated. So what? God said, doesn't matter, Wendy Louise. You obey what I say to do over your feelings. You, you obey me over your feelings. Oh, I feel sorry for you. You got, you got your feelings hurt. Somebody didn't like what you did. I mean, I mean, for sure, you should definitely move along. And guess what happens to you? Do you know that I honestly, this is a true story. I've told this story, so if you've been at all, you've known my truth this way. This is the funny, I don't know why. This is the stupidest true story that I ever had. This lady comes up to me, and I was young. I don't even know if I had kids. This is how old this dumb story is. This lady comes up to me, and I'm leaving the church. And I'm like, she's older. And I'm like, oh, okay, why? She goes, oh, this person in the nursery, she didn't like the way I was changing their diaper. And she had the nerve to tell me how to change a diaper. You're leaving because someone told you how to change a diaper? Yes. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Really, our feelings are that tender, that, that so, so shallow that a person says something so insignificant in that direction that we would, but she actually left. 
she actually was gone. She probably just got mad at something else. Her feelings said something else too. But I wanted to go, girlfriend, you, you don't realize that God wants to build you with strength. He said there are certain things that you do that you build your foundation that you absolutely, that you know that the Bible says bring all the tithes in the storehouse? It doesn't say bring it everywhere, but it does say to do it. It just says do it. Like I know people, don't, they go, well, I don't really want it. So? You didn't want to come to church either. So? Do you want, but do you want a foundation? Do you want a foundation? That you, the, the hide the word in my heart. It says, do you know what it says? To, to, it, uh, now I'm going to bring, I have to bring another color. I think I used all my big blue ones. Okay, I noticed. Oh, do you know, I think God's favorite color is blue. Do, do you think God's favorite color is blue? Do you know why I think God's favorite color is blue? Because it's everywhere. The sky and the sea, blue. That's favorite color, right? Tasha says to me, no, mom, that's not his favorite color because it's so abundant. I think that red is because she was pointing to her hair. I said, <laughs> I said, you're silly. That's all you're saying. That's what I'm telling you. So anyways, so there are other things that you can do as your foundation. You recognize, I mean, there's other things like praise and worship. Do you know that really it says to sing to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to build yourself up? There are certain things that you build in your foundation of your very being. Like, so you study the word of God. You read the word of God. There is that, that you, you recognize there are foundational things. So then when you are building your life, man, I'm going to get married. Oh, I'm going to get a job. Oh, I wonder about how I could do this in my life. You start building the other parts of your life, but it's built. It's like, oh man, I'm going through a really hard time. Oh man, I really, I need healing in my body. Oh man, I've really been challenged in a situation. But look at, if you are built on the foundation, look, it stands. Even though, the, it's, even though there are challenges or situations or you know, life begins to happen, you are on a foundation of God's word. So guess what's happened to you? You stand. You stand. You can stand when you have the foundation. Your house will stand when you have a foundation. So I just want to encourage you. You know, some of you, you just begin to walk with God. Start that foundation. Some of you are in your midlife of building, mid, you know, you've living for God. But don't grow weary in doing what is right. See, when, you, when you've been around with God for a while, you start, you can get very lazy on doing the most basic things with God. Just the most, because it's kind of like, oh, I've already done that. Or I've already heard that. I've already said that, you know. So it's like, yeah, I've already read that particular passage. And I'm like, ooh, that means that you need to see Sing that song to yourself. Surely good that, that I was glad, very glad. I hear what God's verse is saying to me. I, I am hungry for the things of God. God, you are fresh and, and, you're, and your anointing is new every morning. You need to start speaking those things into your very being because then what happens is, is that you start seeing the freshness of God. You start hearing the freshness of God. When you're singing songs instead of going... I don't like that one anymore. But there, you just, you press in and you're like, I'm there. I'm in it. When you start, when you hear the word of the Lord, it's like, I'm in, I'm fresh to it. I've told you this story maybe before too, but sorry, but you know, you know, I, probably you've never heard this story probably. So I'm in a, I'm in a, uh, Casey taught one weekend at a, at a big conference we were at. He taught this one weekend and guess what he taught on? Just, just give me a, just give me anything that you thought, renewing the mind. Guess what? He taught on renewing the mind. Hello, surprise, surprise. He taught on renewing the mind this particular Sunday. Well, we had the next, we were there the whole week, had a conference, and then he taught again on the following Sunday. But, or, and, but it was supposed to be exactly the same lesson. They said, listen, where, where he was at, it was exactly, do the, exactly the same thing. So he's fine. 
find a fight, I'll do that. So he taught it, and then he was teaching again. So he's standing up, he's teaching. He's going along, he's teaching, teaching, teaching. And I sat there and listened to him. How many times do you think Wendy Louise Treat has heard her husband teach renewing the mind? How many times, church? 5,000, 10,000, 15,000, 20,000, 100,000. I don't know. A long time. Remember, if you don't know this, I heard him preach the very first time he ever preached because we were in Bible school together. So I've been at this a long time. I've had ears to hear what he has been saying, right? Okay, so I was like, so literally I was sitting there listening to him. So here again is teaching on renewing the mind. And all of a sudden he started teaching and he was teaching. And I went, oh. And I said to the person sitting next to me, they were, they were there the week before too. I said, oh, I, oh. Oh, oh, this isn't last week's lesson. And they turned to me, they go, oh, yes, it is. And I went, no, no, it's not. And he goes, I mean, it was renewing the mind. So it's not like, and I said, no, 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 it's not the same lesson. He goes, no, it's the same lesson. And then I thought, oh, maybe I'm wrong. Was I spaced out last week? I was positive this is not the same lesson. So I'm sitting there trying to think, and I'm like, you know, because, you know, I could have got him confused or anything. So as we're walking, I said, Casey, that wasn't the same lesson as last week. He goes, no, it wasn't. And I was like, yes, yes. I was so excited. Why? Because it was a sense I have always spoken over myself. I have ears to hear what God is speaking. And they're alive to hear what the Spirit of God is speaking. And I was so excited because to me it was a proven of God's word working. You know, of anybody that would not have recognized a change, in a sense it could be me because I could have just put it in with all the times I've heard renewing the mind. And so I said, yeah, that wasn't the same lesson, buddy. You sure weren't listening. I, I, I didn't say that. I, I wanted to. I told you all, though, right? But I was like, isn't that? I said, because we want to be alive to hear what God is speaking to us. You know, alive. And so, like, you know, I sing on the way to the church, you know, surely good. I'm like, I, I, I'm like glad to go into the house of the Lord. I'm excited to go into the house of the Lord. Even sometimes when I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm not so excited. I was excited to go into the house of the Lord. I speak faith over my feelings. I speak the word of God over my situation. I speak what God's work says for me to do. Why? Because I want to be happy in God. How many of you want to be happy in God? Okay, wait, I didn't see nobody over there. Y'all want to be miserable over there. Who wants to be happy? Just saying, who wants to be happy over here? Okay, who wants to be happy over here? Okay, see, okay, online, all the hands lifted up. Oh, I love this. You sent her help me up. Boom, online. They lift their hand because why? Because we want to grow with God what it has for us. So when you hear the word of the Lord, that's why I'm like, hear it, hear it with ears that say, okay, God, let's go for this. See, like Pastor Johnson, who started our Bible college, he was the best example for me as a little, I was just 17, 18 years old when I went to Bible school. He, would sit, he always had to sit in the front row of the church of and he would sit like this. Now, I don't expect you all to sit like this in your chair. But the thing that got me was he sat on the edge of his chair and he would sit up like this. When anybody, because other people, they had guest preachers. And he would sit like, he would sit at like this attention place like this, right? It might have been that he had a really late night and he was keeping himself awake. <laughs> I don't know. But all I know is for me as a kid watching him, it impacted me of his hunger for God. It impacted me. And I said, I want, I want to be like that. When I get to be, I want to be, because, you know, now, then he was an old man. Now I'm that old woman. I'm, not that I'm old or anything like that. But I, I wanted that same spirit. 
You know, so when we're studying identity, when we're studying God's word, there's this thing about it that God wants to bring life into your very being of what's happening all around you. So when we're studying the identity, when I go like, do you remember this? If you don't, get it on the app and re-listen so that you go, wait, what does that mean? Why did she do that? Why was that illustration shown? And what do I need to see and understand with that? Because God wants us to rise up across the earth and understand who we are in him. Who are you and I as believers? What can we do on this earth, this mission field that you and I are called to, called earth. I'm going to be a lot better. You got saved, go to heaven. Heaven's got it all. So why are we still in the fight zone? We live in the fight zone. You, 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 you are in the fight zone. So if you're in the fight zone, get the armor on. Get the armor on. Don't get yourself all trampled. Don't get yourself all beat up. Figure out what the armor is. So when we're teaching on this, it's the armor that we want you to understand. The armor is God's ways, God's thoughts, God's emotions, God's word, God's character. And we put that on. So one of the things that I'm so excited to go to is in 1 Corinthians 12. So open up your Bible, open up your app, and go to 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12 is amazing of what it speaks to you and I in the church. It says this, now concerning spiritual gifts, family or brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. Okay, every single person in the room, every single person online, God does not want us to be ignorant. <clears throat> that means he wants us to know something. He wants you, I don't care how old or how young you are in this room. I don't care how young or old you are online. God says, I don't want you to be ignorant or something, which means you can be ignorant. Which means many people in the church are ignorant of these very next verses that God speaks to you and I to live in the church. And he says this. It says this in verse, in verse 4. I'm just going to jump down for, for, just for learning's sake today. There are diversities of gifts. So we recognize he does not want us to be ignorant of spiritual gifts. And then he speaks down into verse 4. There are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but is the same God who works all in all. Okay? So stopping for just a moment, church family, listen to this. There are things that are all across the church, every single one of us sitting across here, everybody that's watching this or ever listens to this, is you recognize, it says very clearly, there are differences in here. We are different in how we're to operate and what we are to do, okay? And then it says this, but the manifestation, verse 7, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one of us. Nobody is left out. You might think, oh, no, no, I'm not that spiritual. No, 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 you're not left out. It says to all, but then it says this that I think is probably one of the most important parts of this to understand. It's to profit all. What you and I are given in the body is to profit everybody else. What you have, the differences, the diversity of your gifting, the ministry in which you have, it is different than the person that you're married to, the person that you're pals with, the person that you're sitting next to. It is different than that person. It says there are differences of the gifts, but the same spirit. 
It is God that is working within us. But it is to profit. I think this is the thing that the church has really missed out on, is that we have things that are within us, that God has given to us to be a part, to help each other. But when you don't have your identity in God, okay? So when God is still the God thumper, you know, if God is still the God judger, if God is still this man in the sky, you know, you know, the man upstairs, you know, don't really know him, you know, but he's the man upstairs, you know, he likes the blue sky guy, you know. Well, how many people, you have no identity in God, you don't really, we don't really know who God is. We have no relationship based on reading his word, but we're, we're, our relationship is built on the emotions and the feelings that we were, we were raised with or that like we've, we have built our foundation, even though we love God now, we're saved we love God, but we don't have any strong foundation because it's been, it's been based on just a bunch of feelings and emotions, not based on the word of God. So now God says, man, I need you to know me, to identify with that I am the creator of heaven and earth, that I am the God of more than enough, that I'm a God of sitting abundantly above all that you could ask or think, that I am the God of courage, faith, love, and wisdom, that I am your more than enough God. When you and I know that, and I say when you and I, I have walked this pathway tough. You know, I have worked to get my identity in God. You know, my identity was so mixed up and I'm not good and, it's, and I had all the judgment on myself. And God says, Wendy Louise, I need you to know what I see in you. And God speaks that same, he says your name. And he says, I need you to know also. Because we are here to profit all. Your gifting is to profit all. Now note this, and also I want you to notice this in 2 Corinthians 10. This is what happens to too many, just humanity gets involved with 2 Corinthians 10, 12. For we dare not class ourselves, 2 Corinthians 10, 12. For we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves. Notice this. But they, measuring themselves by themselves, and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. We are a, a, a people group from, from beginning of time. This is not a new thing. We compare ourselves among ourselves. We judge ourselves among ourselves. And when we judge ourselves, we do not win. Nobody wins when you compare yourself. Because there is all, always somebody that you can find that's better than you. And there's always somebody that you can find, in your own opinion, that is worse than you. Always. You can always find somebody better and worse. So what does that do? It separates. It separates. And then the diversity of giftings is not honored. It is judged. It is compared. It is like, I'm not good enough, you're not good enough. So I put together a couple pictures because I want to show you what God sees. I, I kind of want to visually give you. So give me just one of the, the pictures up there. That Okay, so look at these beautiful animals. Beautiful. Just dynamically different in their look. A, a diversity of animals. Okay, what is the best one up there? What is the most beautiful, the most needed animal? Show me the next, uh, the next uh, one too. Okay, what is the best one there? I mean, there is only one that is the best. <laughs> only one. Now, personally, I'm for the one in the corner because that is my grand dog. <laughs> Not my dog because I don't want it in my house, but Tasha and Moses have it in their house. 
So that's their dog, and that beautiful Ollie is there in the corner. So I put Ollie in there to surprise Moses and Tasha. Whoop, there's the dog. So that's the best one in my, in my but no, but do you see it? Okay, let me see another one. Come on, let me see this other one. Now notice this. What? Best flower. Best flower. Come on, can you pick out the best flower? Come on, pick it out, pick it out, pick it out, pick it out, pick it out. Don't, show me the next one. Okay, show me the next flower. Boom! Nope, that's the best flower. Which is the best flower? No, there can only be one because you must compare them. You must judge them. Only one, <clears throat> only one can win, family. See, yeah, see, you think that with Lily, but what do you think? See, look at, look at what, I mean, God shows us constantly with what he has showed us around. You can't compare. You can't pick. You can't say only one. The diversity of the beauty. I mean, if we only had that purple flower in the corner, and that's the only flower that was across the globe, what would you think? I mean, boring, even though that is a beautiful flower. Show me the next one. So here's the beauty of God's creation. Oh, my gosh. Is this, like, so fabulous? God's, but pick only one. I'll, see, all of them. All of them. But look, show me the next one because I feel like going, nope, nope, nope. There's a lighthouse. So, nope, lighthouse wind because, you know, the lighthouse, the light of the Lord, the light and the goodness. So if you don't pick the lighthouse, you're wrong. Oh, no. Oh, wait. Excuse me. I didn't see the rainbow. Because when it had the rainbow in it, that means the rainbow's the best because it's God of the promise. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? God, God goes through lists in the Bible of diversity of gifts. You know, you read through the list, and, there's, and you find it again in Romans 12, different words, and you find it through the Bible, the different giftings of callings that are with each one of us. But notice, God says, I don't want you ignorant. I don't want you ignorant. I want you to understand your identity in me, and I don't want you to be ignorant, but I also want you to recognize it's not just for you. And I think that we, the body, we don't recognize. Show me the next picture. It says this. He said, the picture shows the, 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 the people that are right here in our church. These are dream teamers in this next picture that's come. There you go. The, okay, notice this, family. Do you notice something? There's a miss. Because many people have not identified themselves yet. Many people are not profiting with all. There's a miss in the body. Show me the next one because, again, it just shows the miss. There's a miss. Look at all those beautiful people in the dream team. But yet there's a miss. There's a missing. How many of us in the body of Christ, we really don't know who we are? We really have, we don't value what God has put within us. We judge ourselves not worthy of it. We don't understand that we have been gifted with to profit with all. That you and I, and when, when you recognize, man, you know, God says, greater is he than in me than he that's in the world. He didn't just say that to just only your neighbor. He said it to you. The greater is God within you that God has called each and every one of us to be, to be who God has called us to be. He doesn't need us to all look like the same flower or the same beautiful creation of, you know, the, the creation of the beauty of that. He doesn't, the animals, and look at the beauty of God's creation. Yet we in the church, we in humanity all try to fit into this one little box. Well, this is the best box. This is the most popular. This is what we should all be. And God says, I need you to identify 
identify with me. Get your firm foundation in my word, in my ways, in my church, and allow yourself to be all that God has called you to be. Thank you so much for joining with us today. I'm praying that you heard something that will impact your life. If you'd like more information, connect with us at the Christian Faith Church app or go to the website at christianfaith.us.